What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. It's Cassio, your boy. Welcome back to Cassio's Cut. Bigger and better than ever. We are rolling. I am back off the road. Good to see a lot of new Casio's Cut listeners. Uh, from the weekend I spent with Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson, ironically, my last two guests here, uh, my previous two guests, I should say, not last, because we're going to keep this thing rolling, because the numbers are getting bigger and bigger and better and better. So thanks to everybody that has given us a shot and hopping on the train and coming back for more. Uh, so we had a great time this past weekend. It was in St. Louis and Baltimore for the What Happened When podcast with Tony Schiavone and Conrad did the live shows up there. Good to see all the uh, listeners, low-key big hogs. Uh, look, I'm not going to say everybody. I'm going to miss some names, uh, but it is uh, was a super fun time in both of those cities. Uh, had a great time at Off-Broadway and Jimmy's Famous Seafood in Baltimore. And uh, back at it again. Thanks for joining us uh, this week. Well, we've got a uh, got a comedian, a uh, very funny guy, and uh, a guy I just met recently uh, when we did the interview. I found uh, I knew of my man Brent Terhune, uh, stand-up comic. He is also a writer for the nationally syndicated Bob and Tom radio show, and um, he called out Conrad Thompson on Twitter. He came to Huntsville and uh, is a fan of Conrad Thompson's podcast. And uh, basically caught him out, cut a promo on him, and uh, well, you don't just go to the king first. You don't get a, you don't get a championship match right out of the gate. So he had to go through me first. So we uh, we got to sit down, have a good time, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna catch up with Brent Terhune this episode. I just want to make sure you're following everybody. Uh, Casio's Cut on Twitter, on Instagram. And on Facebook, that is the account for the podcast itself, at Casio's Cut, C-A-S-I-O-S-C-U-T. Of course, my personal account on Twitter and Instagram is the Casio Kid. That is self-explanatory there. Uh, so make sure you follow me there and on all the social media. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Let me know what you liked. We've got more fan art coming in. WHW Monday Fan Art a.k.a. High on Ryan on Twitter. He made the Nutty Buddy logo with me and Conrad based on the Conrad Thompson episode. That was fantastic work by him. So thank you for everybody who's sending stuff like that in. Interacting. Uh, We love hearing from you. I love hearing what you enjoy about each episode, your favorite lines from each episode, uh, hashtags that come out of each episode, and we're going to get bigger and better every single week. And uh, hopefully... People have been asking me and asking me each week. Hopefully, we are very soon. We're setting up everything now. Hopefully, the T-shirts and merch roll out within the next couple episodes. So stay tuned. If you are listening to this on the week that it is released, merch will be soon 
I appreciate the support, and I appreciate you even asking about that. That is awesome. Uh, so without further ado, let's talk to my friend Brent Terhune, comedian, writer for the Bob and Tom Show, hilarious videos. Follow him on his Twitter. Uh, you can check him out at brentcomedy.com or follow him on Twitter at Brent Terhune. That's Brent, T-E-R-H-U-N-E. Uh, he is a ginger. He's got a beard. And last time we did a comedy show together, everybody thought we looked alike. So maybe he's kind of my half doppelganger there. I don't know what a half doppelganger is, but uh, I am uh, backstage at Zany's Nashville, and we just got done with the show with your headliner, Brent Turkey. Uh, <laughs> Brent Terhune is in the house. Thanks for joining me, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on that sold-out show. It was a uh, dude. They were up in the rafters tonight, and we had fun at uh, Zany's Nashville. Uh, I was look. Here's the deal. This all started. Because you sent out a video calling out Conrad Thompson. Yeah. And I'm the jobber you have to go through first to get to the uh, belt shot. Okay? You're like level one and two before I get to the boss. <laughs> yeah. He can't just go straight to the boss. <laughs> you got to go through some curtain jerkers first. Okay, yeah. And show that you're ready. That's funny. So, okay, our, yeah. so realistically, uh, because most of the people that listen to my pod know uh, Conrad Thompson or of him, did you... How, are you a fan of his pods? Is, I mean, yeah, yeah, I okay. listen to all the shows. I didn't I know if it was a, hey, you might want to call out Conrad. He's a big deal in Huntsville. I Googled Huntsville. And <laughs> right, Conrad popped up. I Googled Huntsville and Mortgage Guy, and he popped up. <laughs> well, they probably would. But <laughs> All right, so, so you listen to the pods. Yeah, I listen to all of them. I, uh, you know, the one with Tony and... And the new JR one and Bischoff and, you know, something to wrestle. And did you see you just announced another? Uh, no, I, see that? I've been away from uh, the internet for like a day. He so. just announced Arn Anderson. Really? Wow. So now he has five days a week can you podcast. Yeah, can you tell me how he has time to do anything? <laughs> I'm going to uh, basically put on a wig like him and be Conrad okay. and just record his other podcast. Hey, chat me up for a minute. <laughs> Throw that in your Google machine. <laughs> uh, all right, so that means you're a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that means you're a nerd. A lot yes. of people don't want to openly admit that. Yeah, I mean, you can be a nerd about a lot of stuff. Right. About trucks. That's you what know. I mean. So you're a wrestling nerd. Yeah. Uh, when did... Uh, so let's go... Let's go... Let's talk wrestling first. Okay. And then we'll get into who Brent Terhune is. So if you're not a wrestling fan, you can fast forward to about 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You just skipped the rest of the episode because it might end... Uh, <laughs> it might just be the whole episode. Uh, wrestling fan, go. Who's your favorite? Uh, Undertaker. Okay. But I, you know, Stone Cold, uh, well, Mick Foley. You came up to Stone Cold tonight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My, the music, when they, yeah. whenever they ask what kind of music I <laughs> you want. You came up to Stone Cold. I, I either say Stone Cold or Black Sabbath. <laughs> I think Ozzy Osbourne is probably my favorite wrestler. Ozzy's your favorite. When you have the gimmick of biting a head off a bat, you it's can't beat gimmick. it. Yeah. It's pretty good gimmick. He got it over. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I like uh, Mankind and that. I like all of the McFoley's, but Mankind specifically. Okay. Have you have you seen a show yet? His comedy yeah. Show? Mm-hmm. He's actually very good. And he's super nice. He No, he's one of the greatest humans on the planet. Yeah. And he shouldn't be. Yeah, he, there's no reason. Because <laughs> he's Mankind. Yeah. <laughs> and he's dude love. He's more yeah. dude love than he is Mankind in real person. Yeah. Uh do you do you watch the current product? Are I do watch current? the current. It's been a it's been a couple weeks since I've watched a proper show. Okay, like I watched the shortened versions or 
get the podcast recaps from people. But yeah, I've, I mean, I've been to two WrestleManias. So, which ones did you go to? That's that's where I'm not a the, the fan of like 23 or the, like the outs. I can say New York, New Jersey, and it okay. was uh, Undertaker and CM Punk. Yeah, and then Orlando a couple of years ago. So that was Roman and Undertaker. I've been to two, and I remember both because they were the last two in New Orleans. Okay. That's the only two I've been to. What's funny is I joke with my wife because she's, like most females, not a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. And she's younger than me, so she's definitely not a wrestling fan. And her literal first event, no indie show, no house show, not even just a Monday Night Raw Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Her first event ever was WrestleMania in New Orleans. Yeah, well, that... You can't get any better than that, right. you know? Well, then, when when WWE came to Huntsville for a house show, mm-hmm. and we go to the we go to the arena, and she's like, well, what are we, are they about to start the show? And I'm like, no, this is the headliner. This is the show. She's, she's like, I, I've seen no pyro. Yeah. There's nobody flew in from the ceiling. I'm like, yeah, no, they're not all the this same. This is it. Yeah. Not, there's a, and you haven't even seen the indie world yet. <laughs> oh, I went to, uh, recently, uh, micro wrestling. Okay. So, but they build it as mid, they build it as midget wrestling. Okay. So that's what they said. Their words, not right. mine. But uh, not to say that it was bad. But I was telling my friend Ryan, another comedian wrestling fan, that you don't know what good production is till you see bad production. <laughs> and micro wrestling. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've did they been have to... the baby, the little papa pump? Is that that one? No, I don't remember exactly which you know touring company it was is it bad or good there's more than one micro wrestling touring i well that i mean they got a competition right yeah means there's competition that's good have I the monday night to, wars i went <laughs> i went to one and that was little papa pump okay he had the whole gimmick the chain mail I, the whole deal i love that there's little versions of <laughs> yeah, real wrestlers yeah, yeah we're good uh, so, all right, so, uh, we got the wrestling deal out of the way. So you, that's how, that's how first, uh, who's your favorite wrestler? I can't tell you cause I'll get heat for it. I get heat for it when I mention it. Okay, I mean, so I mean, you... everybody look, look, when I started, it was, uh, I, I've said it on a, a couple of interviews. I had a dog when I was five that I named Andre and I, I bought the Hulkamania workout set. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm like every other kid. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's, that's, that's what you were sold. That's, yeah, I mean like that, that was my jam, um, and then uh, I was just joking about people catching. Then I, I think the older I got, the more I, I, I started liking the heels more. Yeah, I just I don't well, know. Those are why. cool. It just in movies in general. The, yeah, you the just, bad guy's more interesting. He's the cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a Mister Perfect guy for a long time. Okay. Um, I, I just did. I just worked at the Starcast Wrestling Convention, and I. Got to spend the whole day being the handler for Million Dollar Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was your price? Uh, it was way cheaper than it I thought. It was like a dollar fifty. It was way <laughs> cheaper than I thought. And he was way nicer than he should have been. Yeah. I'm like, you're the damn Million Dollar Man. But it was amazing to see everybody that came up to him. I would say literally 30, 40% of them. One of their first sentences was, Man, I used to hate you. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's like now you're paying for a picture next to him. Yeah, but that was—I mean—that's the beauty of wrestling. Is you, mm-hmm. the older you get, the realize you're like, that means he was so damn good yeah. at his job. I used I, to hate William Regal. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, yeah. And I would just get mad. I'm like, he he shouldn't be fighting for the title as a seven-year-old, you know? like <laughs> You knew more science than that. He, there's no way he gets a title <laughs> yeah. shot. My grandma would always be like, Ric Flair didn't win all them titles. He's a cheater. <laughs> He's a cheater. <laughs> okay. So we got that. Uh, sorry. So you're you're old school. You're in now. Yeah, but I'm. I was gonna say I'm a, also like a, a big Luke Harper fan. I like him a lot. Okay. Uh, just I just like his. You know what he does. Nothing. Nothing specific. Just like <laughs> you just like the like his character. I like you his like character. Luke Harper. Yeah, but I, I like you know Bray Wyatt. Any anything where it's a well defined character that you don't really see often of like you know a cult leader, a Cajun cult leader you know well, like yeah nobody saw that yeah or his transformation of a kid the Wee herman you know the Wee's <laughs> playhouse i'll tell you we've we've all tried to predict some swerves we didn't see that one no coming. we did not see kid show coming out of Brain no White. that's the kind of stuff that i like is you know the weird off the wall yeah that kind having of a good story a good character about yeah the, which the uh, everybody knows the undertaker is not a dead man he doesn't control lightning but it's like half mortal combat you know what i'm saying like <laughs> I think one of my favorite Conrad lines that you'll appreciate this is uh, there's a group text that we have, a couple of us on a group text, mm-hmm. and some of the people on the group text started sending pictures of that people were posting on social media from one of Undertaker's first meet and greet appearances mm-hmm. outside of WWE. And he's just, you know, he's plain face and he's just sitting there like deadpan into the camera. <laughs> and people are like, man. If I waited that long and he's just like, you could act like a little bit excited. And, and Conrad goes, guys, he's dead. He doesn't smile. Like, do you want to meet the Undertaker? And he's like cheesing it up, giving you the thumbs yeah. up. No, he's the Undertaker. Putting I the hat him. on your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, buddy, having a good time? No, I want his eyes rolled back. I want him the whole deal. Yeah. He's the Undertaker. He's dead. Yeah. Guys, he's a dead man. He's a get. He. Even when he's not in the gimmick, he's in the gimmick. Yeah, that's what I mean. I can't tell Mark uh, Callis. Yeah. Well, that's his name, right? Galloway. Something. Galloway, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mark from Undertaker anymore. His no. wife doesn't know. No, no. He he's a dead man 24-7. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about Brent Terhune. We've got the wrestling nerd out of the way. So I wanted to set everybody up how uh, this came about. So uh, stand-up comic. Uh, it also intrigued me because you uh, are affiliated with Bob and Tom. Yeah. Are you, are you, what's your official, are you still writing for, do you write for him? Yeah, what's I, the deal? I was an intern in like 2011 or whatever, so I went to college for radio. Okay. And then uh, just started doing stand-up in high school, actually. So I kind of tailored education around stand-up. In and, Indianapolis. Yeah, in Indianapolis. Okay. And Bob and Tom, you know. Uh, if you don't know, it's a syndicated radio show. They've been on Huge. for like 30 years or whatever. Yeah. So I knew that was a job you could get as far as being an intern and then hopefully writing. So I was an intern, and then they just kind of hired me after that. So every night I write jokes for the next day, kind of monologue-style type jokes. So you are you looking at headlines and then punching it up? Or what are you, like, what are you doing when you mean you're writing every night? For yeah, it? headlines of tonight. Uh, one of them was Gator Breaks Through Window and... Uh, drinks wine. You'll probably have that on your show tomorrow. So tonight, even even you ha- you had a show tonight. You even went, hey, I got to get yeah. some stuff in. I drove from Michigan to Indianapolis. I got home at five, and then drove from Indianapolis to here, and then 
wrote. As soon as you got here, you, yeah. you, hey, I got to get some. Yeah. Is there a certain amount you got to get in for them, or do you just go, I'm going to submit what I can, or what? They send out stories. Now at Tom's son, Tom, Bob and Tom, Tom's son is my age, and now he's kind of helping with the stories. So maybe okay. we'll have 10, 12, 15 stories, usually on Sunday night to Monday. It's a lot more stories because the news cycle is right. two days old, you know. So, and, you know, sometimes I'm funny with new stories and then sometimes I just have a bad night and there are other writers, thankfully, you know, cause sometimes I can just say, I'm not funny tonight. You know, are you, <laughs> you don't have to get too specific, but, uh, seven inches. <laughs> That's how far away we're sitting from each other right now. <laughs> That's how far we're sitting away. Uh, <laughs> so, you don't have to get too specific. Are you, I'm, I mean, it's gotta be a paid gig now. Are you yeah. getting, are you getting paid by what gets on the show, or are you just on a salary deal? On a salary type thing, okay. yeah. Because um, they had, they had a uh, when I worked for Leno, they had a, a deal where anybody could write, mm-hmm. and you basically write your joke on an index card and drop it on his desk if you're there. Or you can fax it in from mm-hmm. literally. I mean, he had them from anywhere, and so you just got paid per joke. So I didn't know if that was the same for deal. So you're just they've got basically a collective helping them out, punch yeah. it up, and then we're all going wherever we like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because it's 20 hours a week, and you know as well as I do of just talking, just oh, no, well, they do no silence, more. you know? Yeah, they even do. And I've never met them personally, but I, I just know from especially people that I've I've worked with, uh, they are so supportive of stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. There's guys that have careers, you know, Tim Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Greg Warren, Haywood Banks, uh, Drew Hastings, you know, people that – you know, now their effect is, is less. Everybody's effect is lessened because Netflix and everything, yeah. you know. But there were guys that could just tour on that. If you're a Bob and Tom guy in a Bob and Tom market. Oh, that was one of the credits you wanted mm-hmm. was heard on Bob and Tom. Yeah. Uh, are they just, I mean, you, you know them personally. Are they just fans of it? And they, hey, you know, we, we're just fans, so we want to engage with them or well, as well. Or I mean, how did that all, what do you think? Is the relationship there? I think they're both funny and they're, but they're, you know, they're not stand ups per se, but they're just as funny as a lot of comedians, you know, and I think they want to support and it's a way that clubs have stayed alive for years. Is, you know, I go, I put in requests to go on the show. I don't want to all the time because I don't want to say anything wrong. And, you know, (laughs) I'd rather have the job than the other thing. But, uh, you know, they are so supportive. Tom does, uh, like, uh, Riley Children's Hospital in Indianapolis will do benefits for them all the time, you know. So they're just charitable guys, and they like to help out when they see potential, you know. That's awesome. So you're you're starting stand up in high school, you said. Yeah, when I was sixteen. What well, what inspired you to go? Hey, I might I might want to try stand up. Did you see a stand up, or what 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 what's going on there? I saw one of your jokes on Leno. <laughs> That's uh, an old joke, guys. Y'all can laugh. That's an old joke. <laughs> no, literally, I would watch Leno at night. Yeah. And then, you know, it comes on 1135. I've always been a night owl. So then it was Conan. So Conan's kind of the guy. And I would watch Hedberg and Chappelle and Chris Rock, which I'm I'm closer to Hedberg than any of those other yep. comics, you know. But just watching that and then at school they would have, it's called a, co- it was a coffee house. So you just go up and poetry acoustic guitar whatever and i just was dumb enough to try stand up 
and it worked. And? I mean, it worked. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I was as funny as I could have been. Looking back, I'm sure it was garbage. You know. But I mean, they appreciated. it. Yeah, and then I would. They did that like four times a year, so I did that. I started hosting Battle of the Bands, doing the talent show. They had improv. They just called it "Whose Line Is It Anyway." I started doing that stuff, you know. Um, and then I would. I my first comedy club. I was 17. Nobody asked how old I was, and I didn't try to drink, so I was just hanging out at a club, you know, doing just stand-up. watching, or yeah, watching, you were and then I would, on open mics? I would do open mics. Yeah, I remember one of my good friends on. Uh, his name's Matt Holt, so if you watch any interaction, uh, we're always just shitting on each other online, you know? <laughs> and people are like, why does he hate you so much? He d- we don't hate each other. It's just fun, yeah. you know? But uh, he was running open mic, and I would went up and did three minutes, supposed to do three, and I probably did six, and I got my mic cut. And that, that <laughs> He was the guy doing that. He cut my mic, and, you know, we're good friends uh, now, but that's... An open marker went over his time. No I know, it's crazy. No way. Because then after he was done running open mic, I ran it for like seven years. Okay, and where was that at? Crackers? At Crackers in Indianapolis, yeah. yeah. That's a great club. Yeah, I like it. Uh, So so that got you in. So you da- you you did a little improv. Did that, that's yes, a totally and? different demon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's take, was... Let me turn you up to ten. Um <laughs> I mean, is that that's a totally different demon? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I think it helps everybody. Yeah, uh, but it just wasn't your style, or what? No, I would do it. It's just you know, it's hard to go on the road and do improv. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but it, I they even have corporate events for yep. at your job, so you can be more confident. You know, yeah. it's I I don't think it's a bad thing to be able to think on your feet. You know, and half of stand up, if you're talking to the crowd, is. Saying some funny stuff. You got to be you, able to react. Yeah. If it's, somebody's going to yell it sooner or later, and you. Yeah. It amazes me. People are like, I, I, I don't want any interaction with mm-hmm. the crowd. I'm like, what? Why? We're all. They're know, right there. They're we're all on the same team. I we don't want them heckling, but we're all yeah. on the same team here. Yeah. Um. So, we're gigging around. When did? How did you? How long? You're 17. You're doing stand up. Mm-hmm. How long are you doing? Stand up before you go. Hey, this is my gig. I'm just doing stand up. Uh, I know you. I know you talk about you've. You know you got other gigs. You're doing. You know. On one stage. of the I read one of the steps to becoming a Milton a millionaire is having multiple uh, <laughs> revenue streams. So I do a lot of different stuff. <laughs> a lot of comics do. <laughs> we all got to Uber, uh, delivering for Jimmy John's. <laughs> That was just today when you got here. I know, yeah. That's how I got to the club. I was like, fancy meeting you here at Papa John's. I had your turkey, uh, uh, yeah, whatever, Jimmy whatever, they it. <laughs> whatever they call it. Whatever they call it. You were freaky fast. That was yeah. weird. Uh, I've been called freaky fat, too. So, well. um, I, get, I, I finished college in 2012, and I got my first host week in 2008. And that was Halloween weekend for John Fox. Okay. I don't know if you ever worked with John Fox. I haven't. Before. I know of him, but yeah, I've never worked with him. Stories, you know. And then I was just happy. The goal was to get a week at a comedy club. Wait, wait. There's people yeah. listening, and you just go. There's stories, you know. Well, I mean, the You're man burying is, the lead here. He's dead. Thanks for bringing that up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's a I mean, riveting he's a, <laughs> story. If you've got time to tell it again before the end of the podcast. Uh, I mean, just a a guy that was like an 80s comic of doing all the 80s things that you think a comedian would do. I don't want to, 
I don't. I didn't you know, really know him. Little, yeah. Yeah. Um, was he a little rough around the edges? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Like repeating jokes during the like during the set. Uh, yeah, doing oh, the same jokes, that okay. kind of thing. Um, so that was a wild weekend for you. Because you're hosting and going, is this what it's always like? Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm you know 18 and you know working around this guy that's a professional alcoholic, <laughs> you know. Uh, so the the whole goal was to get it just to get the week and do do more shows. You do you know uh, six shows in a week. When yeah. when can you do that ever? Unless you're in New York or L. A. Right. Doing 10 15 minutes a piece, and then at the end of the the week, they also gave me a check, and I had no idea that's how that worked. I was just kind of there to do the week, you know? And then I was like, oh, you can make money doing this. So the check, the host week pay was my rent and my apartment. That's so, true. Yeah. So that was like, if I host one week a month, that's rent. And then I was working at a hospital in the kitchen um, delivering Jimmy John's. <laughs> a lot of kitchen stuff. <laughs> So then eventually I got the gig with Bob and Tom and then that was, I was making more doing Bob and Tom than I was at the kitchen and then doing stand up, and I just, just kept no bills, you know? So that's how I did it. So you're a minimalist. Uh, I I mean, like, I I don't think it was out of choice. (laughs) (laughs) It was out of necessity, but yeah. You're just like, I can't afford anything. Yeah. I mean. Like most comics. Yeah. Yeah. So how much are you road dogging right now? I mean, I think last year I you, I probably did like forty seven weeks. Jeez, yeah, that's big time road dogging. I yeah, I mean, I'd rather work than not, you know. And um, this year it's already slowing down. We, uh, my uh, fiance and I, my wife, my wife, uh, uh, just bought a house. So now there's an incentive to be home if, as far as and she's there. But it's like have a place that's yours. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Um, so it's art like this week. I have nothing. This is a Sunday that we're recording this. And then I don't have anything, which is fine with me. Like it's a chance to work on other things and, you know, just kind of decompress from being on the road. No, well, I, look, I married, I just passed my two year anniversary yeah. and I'm like, yeah, uh, th- there's something less appealing about driving to Michigan for $150. Yeah. It got really less appealing, uh, when there was <laughs> humans involved. In yeah. I'd rather sit on the couch and just, you know, be with be with, be with be my with the wife. Ones you li- my wife. <laughs> my wife. Uh, you know, I, I heard somebody compare it to being a trucker with with no health benefits. You just yeah, I mean, drive around H- from city yeah. to city. Stuart Huff, do you know that guy? Yeah. He's like, I'm a I'm a trucker with jokes. That's what he does. You know, oh, but Stuart's brilliant. Yeah, um, a trucker with jokes. That's mm-hmm. about that's about it. You just drive from city to city and pick up your check yeah. and move on to the next. One. But then you like I always compare it to wrestling, you know, because I listen to so much stuff about wrestling, yeah. and then their job is harder. It's like you can't be eating cheeseburgers, <laughs> like I. And then you drive and do this, sh- and then you get your ass kicked, and then drive <laughs> yeah. to the next thing, you know. Well, then got to hop in the car that whipped your ass. You got to hop in the car with that guy and go. Hey, you want to go to the next one? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you get a cheeseburger with extra mayo and extra pickles. That's right. Over there. That's how it is. I mean, I can't wait to wrap this up so I can eat on the way home. So <laughs> you got me excited talking about burrito supremes. I do appreciate you uh, mentioning the fact that you're my doppelganger. Um, well, I was watching you on stage. Do you get a lot of people that say, my friend looks just like you? <laughs> yes. Because I get that. There's a lot of dudes that look like you and I. Yeah. That means we're average. We're basic bitches. You know, I know. <laughs> I was saying we're we're essentially 
the create a player in a video game. <laughs> Standard one? Yeah. Where you don't change anything? No, no. We were sitting back there, and you, you go on stage, you're like, hey, is the second guy coming out again? <laughs> and my buddy Joe's here, and he goes, yeah, he does look like you. Yeah, yeah I yeah, know, yeah. yeah. It's like that, because I used to have a longer beard, too. You got a longer beard. And uh, I just remember, I'm like, man, if if this was four weeks ago when I had my super long beard, it would be a really, a, we would we would tear that to stage up. Yeah, like we could have done a, a duo. <laughs> at, we could have done that that mirror bit. The Spider-Man where they're pointing at each other. Yeah, yeah. The we Spider-Man could have been the meme. meme. The Spider-Man meme is the new mirror bit. <laughs> we just copy each other. Yeah. We can still pull it off. Look, just for this great. This is a great podcast. See, this thing. is the stake of comedy. I'm gonna grow my beard out so I can match Brent to you. You know what? We could just kind of take our acts and put them together and franchise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so as long as you're in a different state, we can yeah. just do the whole deal. Yeah, you okay. can have three Ray Mysterios because you don't know if that <laughs> right. guy. We're like is Ray Mysterio. Yeah. yeah, we're like Luchador. We're Luchadorable. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> right we don't down. usually do that. Do <laughs> Have you used it before? Did that come right. I, I think it was a new one. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a keeper. <laughs> it's a keeper. Uh, okay, I don't even know where we're going here. We got, we got. So what? What? We got Bob and Tom. We're road dogging all the time. Mm-hmm. So here's what I like to road ask. dogging and raw dogging. <laughs> come on. See, this podcast is losing control. I need a drink after You can edit that out if you want to. No, no. Oh, no. That's going to be the promo for this podcast. I'm going to have it. Road-dogging and raw-dogging with Brent Turkey. This week on the podcast. Luchadorable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's what I like to ask. Uh, So you're what? You kind of answered it. I I like to ask who's your favorite or... Not favorite, but like comedy idols. You you talk yeah. about seeing Hedberg and Chappelle and all them. Yeah. Who who's who's some of your favorites? Like man, that that guy that was that was it for me. That was like that was stand up comedy. Those yeah, those guys. My Hedberg. brother would bring home tapes from the video store. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of those. Uh, it's like Redbox, but it's a building <laughs> of Chris Rock. And I was like, I think I'm older than you, Dick. You just made an old joke. I know, but it's just funny to like. <laughs> condescend yeah, in a no, way that's no just yeah keep going um and he would bring home chris rock and and i would watch it and at first i was like he's just talking he's not doing anything right but then you tune in and listen and you're like this is really funny you know um so those kind of guys the simpsons um the simpsons yeah the simpsons is one of my that and sopranos very <laughs> similar shows <laughs> of course of course yeah so the simpsons yeah that's interesting yeah the simpsons i mean are you a fan at all uh, you know, I've watched them. I, I'm not yeah. a diehard guy. Look, the yeah. diehard people like yourself, I imagine, is you've watched every episode. You want to see my Simpsons tattoo? <laughs> I think, I I think it's ha- peeking out already. I don't, I don't <laughs> even have one. But <laughs> I think it's peeking out. I don't have it. I did it. That's not a nose. <laughs> <laughs> is that Marge's hair in your pants? Uh, it's right. blue. <laughs> it's blue. It's got to be blue. Uh, that's an interesting concept of picking up just on, I guess, how they're writing jokes into the end of the show yeah i mean when that show beats per minute i think they require like seven jokes a page maybe so just to have as many jokes as possible that's crazy in a short amount of time you know so you do you do a lot of uh unlike me i i like to i mean the difference in 
and this is a good question for you maybe because I, I, I do both as well. Radio is almost we're going to stretch and then have the punch at the end and go to break. And then stand-up is like, no, 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 we can't. We're not stretching mm-hmm. to the end. We got to we got to punch that same deal up. So is that is that a is that a weird thing to you? Is that a hard transla- you know, translation or is that was that just easy separate cuz you're kind of the writing deal? Um it's uh, you know, I'm writing for somebody else. So that is more conversational. That is, you know, that's podcasting essentially. Right. It's, it, as long as you're entertaining, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm so saying? So you've never done anything on the on the mic side of the radio, really? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've done bits and stuff, but... Yeah, I've written bits and done a couple characters. Right. Uh, I hosted a podcast, a couple different ones, uh, called WrestleMania. That's how deep into the wrestling is. You WrestleMania. Know, WrestleMania. You know, it was... Uh, we Our fans were called Rassholes. <laughs> uh, how did this not take off? To be honest, it's still going. It's just not the two guys that were doing it. Okay. We kind of passed it off to other guys. Okay, to new, two new rassholes. Yeah, I don't know why. How I don't know how rassholes. I don't know why people wouldn't want to wear a shirt that said rassholes on it. To be honest. But do you have a, do you have a fan club now? So you uh, you have a name yeah, that doesn't lend itself. Bunch of uh, Brent turns. Brent turns. Yeah. Okay. See, mine was the welcome mats, and it didn't it didn't work good. <laughs> I thought no, that, that didn't I always feel like they're being walked on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, see? We are going to merge our sets. <laughs> We're going to become Wonder Twins. It's like we finish each other's Jimmy John's. Sandwich. Sandwich. Uh, all right, so we got we got your car. What, Ed, because I'm sure you get asked all the time, anybody who's in the business and has been doing it for years, you get asked from... People trying to start in comedy all the mm-hmm. time. Advice? What would advice? I'm about to start. What would you do? So, what what do you usually do? You have a stock answer for? Did you tell everybody? Give up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why are you staring right at me when you <laughs> say that? You know, you I could. Do you tell them? Do you tell them anything? Um, I I say you know it's writing and performing are the two things, and you can't do one without the other. So just do that as much as possible. You know. You just work on get three minutes of jokes, and then three minutes is what you tell. Yeah, three to five because most spots you're going to get are three to five anyway. Yeah. You know, um, record it and make sure where you where you think the laugh is that the laugh is there. Um, don't be married to anything, but don't throw anything out. So if it's not working, you've said it seven times. It's not working. Stop doing it, but don't throw it away because in two years you might be funny enough to make that funny. Yeah, oh yeah, the, yeah. The different stages of your career, you can figure out how to make a joke. Because there, there's always been comics when you you sit after a show or whatever, and especially if you tour with anybody, you're like, man, I got this joke, and I just cannot figure out. It's it's funny, yeah. And they do not laugh at it on stage, and and it, it, you know it just takes time for your that persona on stage of how mm-hmm. to, how do I deliver that in my persona. One of the one of the things I noticed when I first started. Uh, is a friend of mine, he he came out to some shows with me and I went to like competitions, you know, standard mm-hmm. stuff you do. And he said, dude, I, I don't know how to word it correctly, but you are, when I see you on stage, it was funny, but it was you trying to be a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. He could tell. Yeah. I'm sure the crowd doesn't, they don't know me. Yeah. But he was like, you got to figure out, 
Because um, were you were you class clown going up? No, I was the I was the guy that could would deliver the. I was kind of a sniper. I would deliver the line. It would get a big laugh, but then I was never the guy that would like stand up and show his you know what dick or whatever you know like. <laughs> The class clown is different. Well, then from put the... it up. Why are we sitting here? <laughs> it's been out the whole time. It's well, the ottoman was right here. <laughs> so why would they have an ottoman in this room if they don't want me to have it out? <laughs> so not class. What did you get voted? Did you get voted anything? Most likely to succeed. And that. And here we are. And you're in the backstage of Zany's doing a podcast. We're on the podcasting couch here at Zany's. Is this your first time doing a podcast? <laughs> I'm very nervous. I've waited tables all day. Turn around. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you waited your... tables all day. Why is your face blurry? <laughs> uh, I'm posing as an agent right now, Brent. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, speaking of writing, are you a are you a notepad? Because you got a lot of jokes. I mean, you do. You go in and out pretty fast, uh, especially compared <laughs> to me. And I mean that. With all due respect, <laughs> are you writing? Are you writing? Are you a notepad guy, or I mean, phones or whatever now? But everything. But I try to write in a notebook because any kind of technology, something will pop up of I, I, hey, your water bills due, and then I'm spending thirty minutes doing anything but comedy. Right. I don't know why it takes me so long to pay a water bill, but it's very complicated where we live. It's called auto pay. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I got to talk to the people down there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I try to do a notebook, um, but then I, I'm trying to do some more online stuff too. So I feel like I've neglected the stand up. It's still funny and it's still evolving, but not at the rate that it was because I'm trying to work on a movie, uh, short film. Uh, I'm trying to do characters and stuff online. So I'm trying to, uh, do any, not anything but stand up, but to broaden my horizons, you know? That's kind of 2019 now. I mean, you, you got to do everything, man. There's, yeah, there's. You got to be on almost every platform. Yeah, you uh, gotta you gotta be, you gotta be Iron Man. You gotta be uh, other characters that that guy's played. <laughs> <laughs> you got. I thought you. I didn't know if you were gonna go just specifically Marvel or specifically Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I didn't know which way you were going there. You could be Batman. <laughs> He's you got. You got to do, I mean, you got to do everything because nobody else is going to do it. There's somebody out there that's working harder than you and they'll get the fan base and then somebody's going to give them that big push to the next level, you know? So is that, I mean, is that going to be your, you, you said you're writing a movie. What is mm-hmm. that, is that going to be your, like your focus? Is that, is that time that's, consuming right now? Yeah. I, and it's going to be a short film. It's a horror film. Because I'm a big horror fan horror. too. Horror, 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 yeah, scary. It's a scary movie. Yeah, we, we've seen your horror film before. <laughs> Why are you on the casting couch right now? Look, the, I said the ottoman. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm trying to do that because that's not comedy. But you, when you look at it, there's so many comedians that focus on horror. You know, the last two big horror movies that came out were Jordan Peele, which was fast. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw the promo for Get Out, and it said Jordan Peele, I'm like, come on, really? Yeah, just stick to being funny. Yeah, be what, funny, man. Any kind of internet comment, just stick <laughs> to being funny. And then, of course, like everybody else, you watch it, you're like, well, that was brilliant. Yeah. 
Um, I did not see the last one yet, though. Uh, Just as good? It's good. Yeah, uh, I want to see it again, but I thought it was good. Okay. Because um, I think there are definite, definite horrors about taking a mirror and holding it up to society. That's what stand-up is. You, you know, you're. I'm saying things that you and everybody else has done, and that's why it's funny. Right. We've all done similar things, you know? So I think that's what horror is. We good? Are y'all leaving? We're not holding you up, are we? No, no, no. I didn't mean you. No, you're good. Yeah, I mean, it'll take me an hour to edit that out, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't edit. Uh, so the movie, I mean, how close are we to get to... I think the the script is done, but then half of for me for writing is to get it out on a page, and then I go back and put it together like a puzzle. And you you never did a short film before? No, I've never done any of this kind of stuff. So it's kind of, you know, just to do it and learn how to do it, you know. And with podcast podcasting and YouTube, you don't. I mean, you don't have to go to school; it helps, but you can learn how to do anything, you know. Yeah, just on the fly and go Mm -hmm. ready to go. Are you? so if if they've if they've heard some of your uh, heard your albums or anything like that, you've got a lot of characters, mm-hmm. which is like the radio and stuff, which is to me very improv related. Did yeah, that come from that, or is that was that always? Hey, that was you. You got, or did it come from the radio side? Where did the character driven part? Half of the characters, I think, is easier for me to write because I know who that character is. Okay, because I know. I I do one. His name is Coney Danza. He's a hot dog, and I I I look. I don't want to sound like a just some kind of gimmick. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. No, this is serious character. Yeah. This is you know. This could be on. Give us a backstory the, of Coney Danza in case they're new to Brent Turhean's world. Uh, Coney Danza is from Footlong Island, New York. <laughs> He's one of about eight children. <laughs> uh, that's how many come in a pack. No, uh, God, he's I'm a fat. I got he's it. A quarter, he's a quarter turkey, a quarter <laughs> beef, and uh, half uh, African American. He's he's what they call a light grill marked brother. <laughs> okay, um, but it's <laughs> Danza. In the house. It just came from doing hot dog jokes, puns, and I, then it was because <laughs> we've all, which is an, a topic that often comes up. You know, right. you'll be sitting around uh, the old radio listening to a program, and when that they sign off, you just start talking about hot dogs. Standard procedure. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was like a half challenge of wouldn't that be funny if there was a hot dog that did stand up. So Amazon has hot dog suits. So this is on my you, my so you album. The hot dog suit. Yeah, I got it. Uh, is this I, is on an album. This is recorded. I stuff. heard Jordan Peepers. Uh, John, uh, Jonathan Peepers. Oh, Jonathan Peepers. He's a blind comedian. Right. He went blind because his family put too much chlorine in a pool, and that's what happens. <laughs> is he went blind? Where Where does Jonathan Peepers come from? Uh, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> To have, I think the mis, there's a misconception that if you're handicapped at all, that you're also a nice person. Okay. You know, so Jonathan... Peepers is not. No, Jonathan Peepers is like a grizzled road comedian, but <laughs> right. is an asshole. And like the the go-to move when 
if I do that character is I go out on stage and I have a handler, you know, whoever's around. And for like a, about a 90 seconds, I'm facing the wall <laughs> and I deliver jokes and I'll just say things like, what's wrong with you people? It's like talking to a wall over here. And then <laughs> the handler comes back up and spins me around and then, you know, so then, but it's, it's just him saying asshole things <laughs> to see if the audience will not laugh at this handicapped man, right. you know, what? What does what does so we didn't see any characters tonight. What decides that for you? Um, I don't know. I just you I, just hate Nashville. Yeah, I hate Nashville. I don't want these dirty animals, <laughs> unwashed masses. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a lot of work to to learn all those jokes plus my jokes. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you know, obviously. I've, I've done sets with those characters and those are on an album and I, it's not that I won't do them again, but now I want to move forward with more jokes, personal stuff, you know? Do you think, uh, this is a very interesting thing about stand up to me is putting out an album. Do you think that pressures you to, to, because it, it's, it's different from the music world, the mm-hmm. music world, you better do your hits and you better do them every damn time. Yeah. Do you find after you put out the album, like you just said, it forces you to go, that's already out there, so now I got to be, now I got to have 100% new? Uh, I mean, some pe- I not not enough people are coming to see me t- to do that. <laughs> okay. Just, but like with music, you want to hear that song again and again. Yeah. But with comedy, the surprise is gone. Right. You know, of course, like, you want to hear your favorite bits or whatever, but I think with comedy... Um, you you want to have new just you know because you're always it's not as exciting yeah yeah Uh, and you know how many times do you want to see the same show uh it's very interesting um brian reagan is one of my favorites of course and he has people request bits it's the most amazing thing i've ever seen Mm -hmm. he does his show he does an hour of his new stuff or whatever he's doing at that tour Walks off stage, says goodnight, and then comes back out and goes, Yo, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and goes, what do you want to see? Because I know y'all want to see us. And takes requests. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw that, I mean, it blew my mind. That's that's a rock star. Oh, that is a complete rock star. Yeah. But like, because it goes against everything comedy. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, like we just said, it, I, we've already heard it. We've already, I mean, mm-hmm. you go see Gaffigan, they're yelling Hot Pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like. I think part of you, and I'm, you know, we're not at that level. I'm sure there's part of them that goes, guys, I've I've read a lot of smart shit after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to move on yeah. a little bit. But on the other hand, they're coming because of Hot Pocket. They're coming yeah. because of You Might Be a Redneck. They're coming because of you uh, 2 and all that. What so, a great burden to have, to have somebody. Oh, at, I'll take it. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. And I, I, do you think that the way stuff is being released now is different because people are still putting out stand-up comedy albums, but you know, it's all about, uh, that, that'll take a year to two years to make, but you got to stay in touch with the audience right now. And then tomorrow and the next day, we want new material instantly. Yeah. I've never done, I've never done an album. I Mm -hmm. didn't specifically, I didn't do that. I thought one, it scared me to death of going. I'm going to put it out, and then the next time I come through that city, that next time, I better have something new. Yeah. And then, of course, as years went by, I went, 
Well, every time I do a show, there's it's all new people. I, it's not like I'm yeah, building it's a not huge enough fan people. Base. Yeah, yeah, again, if we don't, we're not at that, uh, not at that level yet. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a weird, mm-hmm. weird deal though. You sell merch. Uh, what's your, what's your take on merch? Because I have, it's very interesting merch to me. It's, yeah, I almost think the merch. When I first started, I thought it had to be built around a bit. Yeah, and then I got to. I think the birch might just need to sell itself, even if they didn't like you as a comic. Mm-hmm. And then there's a fine line, like, but I want it to be branded to me. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on that? I, th- you know, I think anybody, you should, everybody should have something to sell because yeah, it's, we need gas money. Yeah, I mean, well, and you're already here, so you might as well hang out for ten more minutes. Yeah. And sell some stuff. The stuff that I have, uh, some of it is from characters that I do online that I don't do on stage. Uh, the shirt that I have is a joke that I don't even say on stage. I used to say it and then show the shirt, but the joke, it's, it says Q is just O with his wiener out. That's the shirt. <laughs> and that's just a standalone joke that I had in a notebook for years. But f- for me, it, I would say it on stage and the joke is so quick. It You say it and then you, you wait for somebody to, to laugh, but it's so much better as a visual. So if I just show you the shirt... Right. And then I have a sticker about being a redhead. So I'll come out, you know, I'll come out on stage and I'll say, if you've ever taken some, if you've ever shown somebody the red carpet and you're not talking about a movie premiere, you might be a redhead. (laughs) If you get sunburnt from a 60 watt light bulb, you (laughs) might be a redhead. And I came up with that concept here on stage uh, in Nashville in 1972 <laughs> on this very stage here at Zany's. Well, somebody's copied you, I feel like. Yeah, there's been a lot of haters. and. Uh... <laughs> well, you've got the emotional support beer. Yeah, that's actually been copied. There are people selling that online now, too. So that, but that... You don't. That is. A, is that based off a character? Because I've, yeah, I've the, seen like people just send you pictures now with your koozie. And that's yeah, it's strong. a character that I do online, and it's a redneck guy. It's political, which uh, you saw my act. Nothing yeah. is political, right. uh, but that's the thing that people come to see is this character. And people always ask me what his name is. I, I haven't given. I just I put my name on it, but it's it's all very reactionary to Trump, of whatever. So. You sit in the truck and you got your sunglasses on. Yeah, and the whole deal. It's very. I follow all all these guys online that r- will record a rant in their truck, or it started out with me burning Nikes in my backyard, <laughs> and it was never intentional. Of like, I I thought I was making it very clear that it's satirical and not serious, but right away I was getting people like, "This guy's a dumbass." Like, and th- so I would do more, and it was. I, you know, I, every video I put out, I I think I can't believe somebody's going to think this is serious. And then right away, people are like, this guy's a dumbass. Like, <laughs> Immediately, there's always people yeah. taking you serious. Yeah, like I have comments, like people, like they half roast me, which is hilarious. You can, it's one, say, it's one thing to say, fuck you, which is funny, but there's no creativity. Right. But there's another thing to say like, Man, this guy, uh, man, this guy's a uh, punk, punk ass bitch. Why don't you cut my grass or something? Like some guy wrote, wrote on my video said, <laughs> "Why don't you cut my grass or something?" 
That was his whole put down? His, yeah. You need to come mow his grass. Yeah, it was like, yeah, so that was the thing is <laughs> you should cut my grass. And it's also very funny to see people say, what a idiot. What? Like, insult uh, me, idiot. but not get it right at the same time, yeah. you it's, know? It's like when somebody calls you a looser. <laughs> yeah. L-O-O-S-E-R. I'm like, Man, ah. I am that guy. I have to spell check everything. <laughs> you know how like, many... You know, I'm, think you are the loser yeah. at this point you automatically made that right you, you know how many loser. times i've asked for cherries on my des- on my desert? <laughs> my desert all right so they can check you out you're touring all over the place you've got your your online videos tell them where they can find out about brent uh, everything is pretty much at brentcomedy.com so if you want to follow me on twitter and instagram and facebook and all that stuff all the links are on there or you can just search my name and all that stuff brent terhune well, my listeners aren't smart enough to spell Turhune correctly. Uh, so Mr. Turkey.net. <laughs> Mr. Turkey. Tell me that's a thing. That is a thing. Is it a thing? Yeah. My album is called Mr. Turkey. You know, yeah. for people that don't know, I was a substitute teacher. So they would, instead of Turhune, they would call me Mr. Turkey. You've got the hand turkey on the yeah. album and everything. Yeah. So you you bought the website, Mr. Turkey. Mr. Turkey.net. Yeah. That is hilarious. And I also bought uh, Infowars.net. And it's. <laughs> I N F A U X Info War. And that's the thing I want to. I have a character that I'm going to do, but I, it was just so funny for me to spend money on something that is Infowars.net. <laughs> is that GeoCities? I feel like that was a GeoCities account. Info, not anything.net takes me back. I know. Day. It's dot, so off brand. Dot biz. Dot biz. <laughs> All right, so Brent Turhune, BrentComedy.com. You can find out everything. Yeah, everything. MrTurkey.net is my favorite uh, of all. Dude, Doppelganger, thanks for hanging out with me. Fun night tonight. Uh, Everybody go check him out, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. more of Casio in between podcast episodes? You can listen to the Jimbo and Casio Morning Show live 6 to 10 a.m. Central on therocket951.com. Jimbo, mm. a Billy Joel concert in New York featured a surprise appearance by John Fogarty this week. Is that right? Yes. The moment was the highlight of the year for <laughs> all of New York's uncles. <laughs> Jimbo, a couple uh, the couple was arrested for, well, having sex at an Ohio water park this week. Water park? Yes, that is so gross. Yeah. Having sex and all that pee. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, scientists say the Earth is 150 years away from a climate that will cause a planet-wide extinction. 150 I, years? Yeah, and I say, whatever. Whatever. That's Betty White's problem. <laughs> <laughs>
Listen live online or download the Rocket app for your tablet or smartphone. Just search WRTT Rocket 95.1 in the Apple or Google Play Store.